and take pictures and they want to be on social media. Take the pictures. Take the pictures. Take the pictures. Take the pictures. Take the pictures.
kept the lights on at Stars for quite a long time, hasn't he? And I enjoyed all of his programs. Like from the first power, to BMF, to Raising Canaan, to Force. All of these shows have been well written and great shows that I enjoy, that I enjoy my Saturday and Sunday nights or Saturday mornings, whatever the case may be, right? Right. He hasn't missed, he hasn't missed yet to me in my personal thoughts. Where could he be going? I'm very interested to see where 50 takes this because he has all those shows. You know, him and Lionsgate and Stars have been partnered up for quite a while. So when the contract ends, negotiations begin. Really hope that 50 gets that deal that he wants. I feel like Adam Silver is the worst commissioner in sports history because I feel like that Robert Sarver suspension was hella light. Now that I've had a few days to think about it, a year and 10 million, that's not good enough. Even the players are starting to question your direction because this dude has been doing this and getting away with this for quite a while. I feel like he shouldn't have the ownership of the team. I feel like the energy should be the same as they kept with Donald Sterling. And I feel like commissioners are horrible. Like Goodell is another horrible commissioner. Because you're so hard on athletes smoking weed. But when, you know, it took for John Gruden to do all that shit. To fi- I, I think the John Gruden shit was a little harsh, in my opinion. Because it looked like he was just roasting motherfuckers. More so than him being racist. Sarver was openly calling these motherfuckers nigga and saying, what's up, my nigga? And he was demeaning and degrading women for years. So I don't know. Hey, did y'all see Post Malone bust his ass on stage? Ooh, karma is good. Karma is good, good, good. God is great, isn't he? That nigga did, that nigga bust his ass, boy. You know, that's God, man. That's all I can really tell you. That's God. And speaking of Adam Silver, um, the NBA and the Players Association are reportedly expected to agree on moving the age and eligibility for the NBA draft from 19 years old to where the player has to, you know, go to high school and play overseas or in the G League for a year. Now they're moving it back down to 18 years old during the new collective bargaining agreement. So high school players can go back to going straight to the NBA. And some of your favorite players and greatest players happen to come out of high school. If you look at LeBron James, you look at Kobe Bryant, you look at Kevin Garnett, you look at Steven Jackson, Monte Ellis, the list goes on and on. There are great players that have come out of high school. I don't understand why they did this shit anyway. A lot of people have mixed feelings about cats getting their college education. 
But again, you gotta understand, some of these kids' families are poor. And this person can help the family financially, you know? Some of these cats have kids, have children at the age of 18. And if that player feels like his game translates to the NBA, let him. Now, there has been failed experiments, but that's the NBA. There's kids that have had four years of college fail in the NBA. So... the first thing that the NBA has done that I actually agree with. Even though the play-in tournament I have had mixed feelings about, I've grown to enjoy the play-in tournament. So that's two out of a hundred things that Adam Silver has done that I agreed with. So are the Los Angeles Lakers trying to force Russell Westbrook out of LA? Because they, again, signed another guard. So now you got a healthy Kendrick Nunn. You signed Patrick Beverly. Then you signed Dennis Loser, AKA Dennis Schroeder. Wow. So he goes back to the Lakers after he received all that criticism for failing in that playoff run when Schroeder actually played halfway decent. All the Lakers fans criticized Dennis Schroeder. The only thing that I criticize Schroeder about is turning down all that money. He will forever be remembered in infamy for turning down that four-year $84 million contract. Wow. I hope he has another agent. I hope he's not with the same agent, bro. Because that has to be blowing the bag at its finest. Oh, man. Sad story coming out of Detroit. Imani Bates got two firearms charges as he was pulled over by police. So he allegedly was driving someone else's vehicle and happened to get pulled over and had two firearms on him with, I guess, scratch serial numbers. I just feel bad for the kid, man, because I really want him to succeed. You know, a young cat coming out of uh, here, you know, with NBA potential. Like, I really want him to be successful. I want him to come into the league and take the league by storm. You know, he's been hyped ever since high school. Been one of the greatest high school players to ever do this thing. So I really hope that he can get off. I hope he has a good lawyer. And maybe that he can keep his focus on hooping. And eventually have a great NBA career. Because he's got that potential. He really does. He just has to be in the right situation. But damn, man, that's fucked up, man. 
But I'm not going to judge the situation because the full story has not come out yet. You know, you can get my opinion on that once I read up more on the Imani Bates situation. I'm not going to jump to conclusions. But it's just a fucked up story, man. So, Tory Lanez and August Alsina, man. Wow. Alsina, Alsalina, Gasolina, shit. Aug and Tory Lanez getting the fisticuffs. Now, from what I hear, I guess Tory Lanez kind of went out of his way to get August Alsina to acknowledge him. Right? Tori didn't feel like August was respectful in the situation. Then, next thing you know, fists get to flying. And I seen pictures of August. He didn't look too good. Haven't seen pictures of Tori yet. But, wow. RB niggas have lost their mind this year, man. First, at Tycoon Weekend. Trey Songs was losing his shit, losing his fucking mind. Pleasure P, you know, ended up getting beat up. But Tony Yayo said he, he was trying to calm him down before the wolves came through. Yayo didn't do it. <laughs> Yayo ain't do it. Trey songs going crazy. Now Tori and August fighting. Wow. Let me pull up the exact story, man. Because this is what I heard. Let's pull up an article about these two. Because this is a very interesting story. Yeah, basically, it's like everything that I said. August Alsina refused to shake... Um, Tory Lane's hand. He left the nigga hanging, and that's a sign of disrespect. And then August sidestepped him. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, that is disrespectful when a man reaches his hand out to get his shook. You can see August strolling through a backstage hallway. Yeah, the sidestep. Damn. Tory Lanez was just like, what the fuck? Then a fan dapped him up. Then all of a sudden, Tory squared up. Tory's hand because you know Tory was talking shit about the entanglement 
And I guess August didn't take the comments lightly. Okay, that's where that comes from. I get it, but August looked pretty bad. August claims that he was jumped. But that was a wild situation right there. Let's actually find out. I got to see the video now. I got to see the video of the altercation. I'll be right back in a second, right? From the footage I seen, it wasn't, I didn't see the actual punch. But according to Tory Lanez, though, it was a one punch crunch. One punch knockout, huh? I don't know about that. August Wounds suggested that he was jumped. Not gonna lie. But whatever. If he had something against Tory, he should have just talked about it instead of ignoring him. <laughs> I'm ignoring you, Joe, because I know you got you, you love that shit. <laughs> I'm ignoring you, Joe. <laughs> oh man, that's a crazy, funny situation right there. R&B niggas, man. R&B niggas, calm down. All right, let's get into these fan bases, man. It was hard to compile ten. There's some honorable mentions. Peyton Manning fans. Oh, man. They they swear that that dude is better than Tom Brady. Just because you're a better signal caller don't mean you're a better all-around quarterback. Just because your brain is as big as your head don't mean that you're better than Tom Brady. When Peyton Manning has had many chances to win multiple Super Bowls, and lost a lot. But Manning is definitely Elvis fans. You know, I hear a lot of bad shit about Eminem fans. And I don't see it. Like, I see the comments and stuff like that. I understand that people have cult fan bases. I get that. But when it gets personal and people take shit too far. Now, my number 10 choice. But this is according to me, though. This ain't no uh, worldwide consensus. This is just my personal opinion. But number 10, James Harden fans. Here's the thing. All that shit has calmed down due to the fact that Harden as of last season is declining and or changing his game around to suit his team because Harden has always been a great passer in my opinion and I always had felt that Harden should play the point guard position but some of the things that I've heard over the years about Harden when he was in his prime is ridiculous. Now, however, I do acknowledge that he definitely deserved to go 3 P in MVPs. There was three years that I felt like Harden deserved MVP, and he should have won three in a row. But the thing that I've heard, the things that I've heard said about Harden has been ridiculous. The best one-on-one -on -one player of all time. Kobe? Jordan? Should I even put T-Mac as a better one-on-one -on -one player than fucking 
uh, James Harden. Kevin Garnett is a better one-on-one player than James Harden. Wilt Chamberlain, Hakeem Olajuwon. And then I heard James Harden is the greatest scorer of all time. I've heard that before. I've heard niggas say that before. I heard that Harden is a greater shooting guard than Iverson. I've heard he's, you know, it's Jordan and Kobe and then James Harden skipping over D-Wade. Like, just overstepping. I understand that there isn't, like, many great shooting guards due to the fact that the league is a guard-dominated, a point-guard-dominated league now. It used to be all centers. But they would put, like, Harden above so many players all time and shit. Now, yes, he definitely deserves to be a part of the NBA 75. You know, they would say that Harden is better than Clyde Drexler, which is ridiculous. You know, and then, you know, they would forget, they would not acknowledge that James Harden had playoff failures, like multiple. They'll give him excuses. When Harden has had many opportunities to be in the finals. Now, I do understand that the Warriors dynasty had a lot to do with Harden not making it to the finals. But in order to be a big dog, you got to beat a big dog. And Harden, in his career, you know, and then in the finals, as a member of the OKC Thunder, he was trash. Even though throughout that playoff run, he was pretty damn good. I got to give him his props. But the talk about James Harden, like the egregious things that they would say, is worthy enough to be number 10 on this list. Now, number nine. Funny story. I got into it with a Kevin Durant fan today. And um, this dude would not acknowledge that Kevin Durant played poorly in the 2022 playoffs. He would just get off topic and name certain situations instead of just acknowledging that, hey, you know, Kevin Durant played bad. Because, you know, the topic of conversation was based on Giannis's performance against the Boston Celtics, is he a top five player in the league? And I agree. And then me and this KD fan and a lot of people, when it comes down to Kevin Durant, just give excuses I understand that Kevin Durant is talented and you know this is the first time that he's had like a piss poor series but we're not going to overlook the times that he's looked bad like you know we know that Tony Allen used to give Kevin Durant trouble one on one we're not going to forget that we're not going to forget about that game six against the Warriors where they blew that 3-1 lead in that series. We're not going to forget that. You know, it's no disrespect. It's just the facts.
We're not going to forget about the fact that as a member of the Brooklyn Nets, he's kind of underachieved. Not going to lie. Not going to sit there and cap for the people because when it comes down to these NBA players or whatever, you got to acknowledge the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what makes you a great. But the Kevin Durant fans have come along as of recently due to the fact that they don't acknowledge when he's played bad. They always want to give him the excuse. And then, of course, the Stephen Curry thing. The fact that he hasn't won a championship without Stephen Curry. That's another thing that Kevin Durant fans use because they'll say, well, Steph Curry wouldn't have four rings without Kevin Durant, which is true. I agree with that. But that doesn't make Curry less of a player. He would have had championships without him. And he got two of them without KD. He still would have had championships. And Kevin Durant would have had zero. But a lot of people can't handle the truth. So those are the issues that I really have with Kevin Durant fans. Like, they, they, they've they just come up as of recently. Because, like I said, I mean, Kevin Durant has been pretty decorated. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know how I go. When you have a bad series, you know, people try to look past it. And that's where I have the problem. Number eight. Ooh, a lot of y'all gonna be mad. A lot of y'all gonna be mad. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. Number eight, Little Wayne fans. Now, I do understand this. I love Little Wayne. I'm a fan of Little Wayne. Ever since he was 14 on the Hot Boys Get It How You Live cover or whatever, been a fan of his. A lot of you Wayne fans get on my fucking nerves. Y'all really do. Because y'all try to look past the horrible projects that he's put out. Now, does he have classic albums? Yes, he has two. The Carter 1 and the Carter 2. Those are his classics. And I do understand. But a lot of y'all want to deny that Gilly wrote for him. Clearly, I've heard Gilly rap. And, and Lil Wayne was using a lot of Philly slang and euphemisms in his songs. And he was wearing Gilly's jewelry. A lot of y'all are in denial about this nigga. Ghostwriting for Lil Wayne. Now, I'm not going to say that he wrote everything for Wayne. I'm saying as far as the influence, the style, you saw a lot of Wayne's vocabulary switch up because before he was wobbly, wobbly, drop it like it's hot. And Wayne could low-key spit. In the beginning, it was Juvie and BG who was the better rappers in the group. And Lil Wayne and Turk fought for the worst. But, you know, when he entered his prime through the Gilly influence that y'all deny, 
Then another thing y'all deny. That little Wayne bit off a of clips, big clip style, as far as the, the fashion is concerned. Part of the reason why they made Mr. Me Too. And then just the fact that Wayne has lost damn near every battle that he was in. With the exception of maybe the 50 Cent one. Where, you know, he said, fuck two quarters. I'll piss in your vitamin water. He lost against Gilly. He lost against Pusha T. A lot of things that y'all don't want to fucking acknowledge. This is why he has one of the worst. And then... This is what gets me right here. Lil Wayne is top 10, top 20 all time. No, he's not. Lil Wayne is not on Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, Tupac, Biggie. None of their level. He's not on that level, y'all. He's not on LL's level. He's on that fabulous Royce the 5'9", Missy Elliott. He's in that caliber of MC. He's not better than Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? It's levels this shit. He's not better than Big Pun. He's not. Stop the madness. As I said, this is coming from a Wayne fan. A lot of Little Wayne songs are the theme songs to my life. Especially the first Carter. It's my favorite Little Wayne album. But we're not going to sit there and put Wayne on a level that he shouldn't be on. He's not better than Cube. He's not better than Scarface. He's just not. He's not better than Jadakiss. He's not better than DMX. He's not better than Kendrick Lamar. He's not better than Snoop. He's not better than Redman or Method Man. He's not better than Andre 3000. He's not better than Ghostface. Not better than Q-Tip. It's not better than Lauren Hill. Not better than Lupe. Him and Kanye are a toss-up. Him and Game are neck and neck. But that's the level he's on. He's on the KRS, Big Daddy Kane. He's on that level. I'll give you that. He's on that level of big boys. It's not better than Raekwon the Chef. It's not better than Twista. Stop the madness. That's the issue I have with little Wayne fans. They put him on levels where he shouldn't be. And that's not, that's no disrespect. These are all respectable hip-hop artists. But it's levels to this shit. And that's my issue. Number seven, the New York Knicks. Oh my God. Guys like Stephen A. Smith, I cannot stand you New York Knicks fans, bro. They act like the Knicks have been all that. Now, the Patrick Ewing era, I completely understand. The New York Knicks have not won a championship since 1973. I believe that's the last time that they won. Willis Reed was the man back then. Lakers in a five-game series. The franchise is terrible. You have one of the worst owners in sports. This is an ownership 
that kicked out Ewing out of a game and kicked out Charles Oakley and then took away one of your most decorated fans parking spaces in Spike Lee. You're a New York Knicks fan. And then you guys are too overconfident in the Knicks every year. You are the basketball version of the Detroit Lions. That's what you are. You ain't won shit. And then, you know, Stephen A has the nerve to talk about our basketball team when my nigga, how old were you in 1973, fuck nigga? That's what I want to know. Because I was alive for all my championships in 89, 90, and 2004. You niggas haven't won a goddamn thing. We watched John Starks choke in the 94 finals. Patrick Ewing wasn't even there. Your Knicks were underdogs in a lockout season. That's something to be proud of, to be an eight seed in the NBA finals in a lockout season? Get the fuck out of here. Y'all Knicks fans should jump on the Brooklyn Nets train. At least they have championship players on the team. Players that have actually won shit. Now, I do understand that the Nets haven't won a championship. New York is just a toxic city of fans. That New York media will chew your ass up and spit you out. Every chance they get. anyway, so I got the balls to say this. Number six, Beyonce. Yes, you Bayhive motherfuckers are too much. Now, I do understand Beyonce is a decorated artist, but the things that, the places that y'all put her, I just don't agree. There are people, in my opinion, that can out-sing Beyonce. Just out sing. Now the catalog, you guys have a great argument. Beyonce has one of the best catalogs of all time. Dangerously in Love, I think that's close to a classic, if not one. B-Day, I think that's a classic album. I Am Sasha Fierce is one of the worst albums ever released. Did not like that album. But that's the only Beyonce album I dislike. Um... Four was dope. I love four. Lemonade is a classic. That's her best album. I didn't like that Lion King shit that much. Everything is love with Jay-Z. Love that album. Classic album in my opinion. But there, y'all Beyonce fans. I think Kiki Wyatt can outsing Beyonce. I think Whitney Houston can outsing Beyonce. I think Aretha Franklin can outsing Beyonce. 
I think Jasmine Sullivan can outsing Beyonce. I think Mariah Carey in her prime can outsing Beyonce. I have to get that off my chest. I think Lettucey could outsing Beyonce. I think Fantasia could outsing Beyonce. I think Jennifer Hudson could outsing Beyonce. That's my that's my opinion. I know y'all gonna flood the my my comment section with bees. I don't care. I can confidently say this. But it's people like y'all that are in denial. And people act like Beyonce doesn't steal shit, like choreography and ideas from people. Y'all gotta acknowledge it. And I'm a fan. I don't hate her. I don't hate her music. I enjoy her music. Her albums are amazing. She's one of the greatest artists ever. She's one of the 10 best female singers of all time. I give her her props. Maybe, possibly, one of the five best female singles of all time. But there are people that can outsing her. Y'all act like nobody can touch this girl. That can touch this woman. And I'm here to tell you, there are people that can. Number five, Drake fans. Ah, oh boy. Y'all swear to God that this man has classic albums. He doesn't. He has good albums. He has very exceptional albums. Thank Me Later was okay. It was a decent album. Um, Take Care is my favorite Drake album of all time. I enjoyed that project. Definitely one of my favorite Drake projects. But it's not a classic. Nothing Was The Same was very dope. There was a couple of songs on there that kind of held it back from being a classic. More Life is the best Drake album, in my opinion. If you're reading This Is Too Late, it's a dope-ass mixtape. Props. Props do. Views is trash. I, I still think that that's his worst album to me. But my thing is, okay, let me think. What came after, uh, more life? Fuck. Oh, yeah. Scorpion. Scorpion was good. It had too many songs, but it was good. You know, I was a little bit rough on Scorpion when it came out because of the fact that, you know, it was the Pusha T beef and he didn't come out with anything formidable as a response to um, the story of Adidon. And the story of Adidon is one of the greatest diss records ever. But I feel like Drake is overrated because of the fact, because of all the hype that he gets. You know, y'all start, you know, Drake is at that point in his career where he's putting shit on paper and just releasing shit. Now, I'm not going to deny his appeal. I'm not going to deny his hit-making ability.
one battle. And that was against Meek. And I feel like he did make an impact with that diss record. You know, that's when diss records like went viral, like online. You know, it had all the people talking. There is no... My thing is, Drake is not great lyrically. He has a few bars here and there, but Drake is a very accomplished songwriter. I do acknowledge him as one of the greatest artists, but he got caught with a ghostwriter. That's another thing y'all fail to acknowledge. There are people that wrote songs for, Do for, for Drake. I'm about to say Dr. Dre, what the fuck? But anyway, there are people who wrote songs for Drake. Quentin Miller wrote songs for Drake. Future wrote songs for Drake. Weekend wrote songs for Drake. Party Next Door wrote songs for Drake. Y'all gotta stop this, man. The writing credits prove it all. You know, I've had full-blown conversations with Drake stands all day about them, you know, other people writing for blah, blah, blah. And I acknowledge that Kanye West has writers. We know. But for Drake, you know, to put his hat in the ring and say that he's the best rapper and the greatest of all time and poking his chest out, you can't be the greatest of all time with niggas writing shit for you. And that was exposed during the meat beef as a chink in his armor and then him losing in horrible fashion to push a T in that battle hurt his credibility. Now I'm not going to deny that he's a top 50 rapper, but a lot of y'all putting Drake top 15, top 20 and all that extra shit, he's not up there. Hate to break it to y'all. He's not up there like that, like y'all think he is. For all of the reasons specified. No classic album. Only won one battle. One legitimate battle. Lost all the others. Because there's people that dissed the shit out of Drake and didn't get acknowledgement or respect for it. Because they think that they're clout chasing. But no, Drake did something to them first. That's my issue. We're not denying that he's a very accomplished artist and he's got a lot of money. I give him props. I listen to Drake. Drake has the best turn up songs of this generation. Like if you had a turn up list, 60% of it would be Drake and Ball. I give him his shit. But to sit there Again, we could do this again, just like we did with Lil Wayne. Again, Drake is on that most deaf, common, Drake, Big Daddy Kane, KRS-One, Lil Wayne level. Again, he's not on Fab's, Drake's not better than Fab. Drake's not even better than Kanye, and Kanye has more writers than Drake. That's the killer. Not better than Black Thought, Lauren Hill, Pusha T, Ludacris. He's not better than Ludacris. Not better than Kendrick. You remember the Cold War with him and Kendrick? Drake never really wanted to outright battle Kendrick. Kendrick and Drake 
subliminally dissed each other, and I gave Kendrick a slight edge. And he was salty after control. Drake is not doesn't want to compete. He wants to make good music. I mean, honestly, never mind is better than views. I gotta give you that. But I'ma get off this shit, right? Let's move on. Let's move on. Number four, Nicki Minaj. Oh man. Her fan base is worse than the Bay High. Yes, I said it. Because a lot of these women. When people make an opinion about Nikki, her fan base is just so fucking negative. Just like Nikki. And people deny that Nikki is negative. Every report about her is a negative report. Nikki Minaj fans. I got a fucking got a fucking statement for y'all. Nikki Minaj stole Little Kim's whole style and and used some of her bars. In some of her songs. And she subliminally dissed Lil' Kim the early part of her career during the Be Me Up Scotty days. Now I do admit something. Nikki is dope. I'll give her that. But she isn't what y'all are saying she is. Throughout her 10-year run, there was no other rapper, female rapper out there to ta- challenge her but Iggy Azalea. If Nikki would have came out during this period of time, she wouldn't be as successful as she is. We got to keep it a book. But I'm not trying to knock her success in the process. I'm happy she's successful. I'm help. I'm happy that she can feed her family and help her generations. We just talking rap. We just talking facts. Nikki does not have a classic album. Hate to break it to y'all. Pink Friday was okay. Wasn't that good to me. Roman Reloaded was horrible. Although, I feel like that album tried to force too much pop onto us. Now, Roman Reloaded, the re-up, was much better. Um, What was her third album? The Pink Print was dope. That was the best album she did. Kudos to her. But it wasn't like a classic. Can I put the Pink Print... Up against, can I put any of her albums against Into the Wu-Tang, against The Chronic, against Doggy Style? Fuck no. We can't even do it. Not even if we try. Queen was mid. And then she was so scared to drop an album during this climate. She decided to drop a Greatest Hits album with the seven singles that she had. Now, I do give Nikki this. Nikki has great hit records. Nikki, greatest hits album is a slapper. You gotta give, you know, she can do a versus battle with a lot of people. I would love to see Nikki battle Missy in a versus. Or Nikki better battle Kim. I think Kim and Missy would give her the business, but that's just my personal opinion. You can't deny the success, but you can question like whether she has a classic album or not, or if she was inserted to this era in the beginning with Cardi, with Lotto, with Armani Caesar, with, um, because, you know, and then you have to, you fail to acknowledge that Remy slaughtered her on Cheater. 
and had some facts in there. You failed to acknowledge that. You failed to acknowledge that Nikki is washed. Is she still a good rapper? Sure. But she doesn't have the juice like she did 10, 15 years ago when she first came out with Deb managing her when she was fucking with Gucci and Waka. Nikki's not a top 50 rapper. I mean, me personally, I think Nikki's a top 10 female rapper of all time. No doubt in my mind, but I don't think she's a top five. Now you could argue, you know, I think the brat is a better rapper than Nikki. That's just my personal opinion. They both have four albums, you know, because the brat made history of her own being the first, what, female rap artist to go platinum? With uh, Functify, which is a classic, which Nikki doesn't have an album that's better than. I'm just keeping a bean with y'all. This ain't hate. This is the truth. I think that uh, Missy Elliott's better. I think that Kim better. I think MC Light is better. I think Lauren Hill better. That's just my uh, opinion, you know? A lot of people are not going to like that. But I just don't think Nicki Minaj is like that. Like y'all say she is. I think that she can rap. I think she's an incredible talent. I think she's a dope songwriter. Kind of an underrated singer in a way. Not gonna lie to y'all. Kind of an underrated singer. Gotta keep it a beam, but let's move on. Gonna trigger a lot of y'all motherfuckers, man. All right, let's move on. Number three, Detroit Lions fans. Oh my God. Know a lot of y'all from Detroit? Gonna be mad at me? Guess what? I don't care. Y'all think every win, every good start, we gonna go to the Super Bowl every fucking year. Newsflash, I do not like the Lions organization. Lions fans, by far, are the worst, among one of the worst franchises of all time. Dipped and dripped in losing. They haven't won shit since they were the AFL. Why would any fan of anything get behind this when you have had the worst GMs of the century? And I really respect and feel for Barry Sanders and uh, Calvin Johnson. I do not like how the franchise has treated them. They didn't put enough players around those two to really like take us to championship contender level. I used to be, like I said, I'm, I never was necessarily a Lions fan to begin with. Because I already knew what the fuck time it was. I was never a fan of the Lions. I never been to a Lions game. Why would I waste money on piss poor product like that? That's a waste of time. And a waste of energy. And why do y'all always get mad when they do what they always do? Lose. It's a losing franchise. Them niggas is terrible. Like, how would you, like, 
live with yourself, rooting for a team, that's hot garbage. Y'all niggas need to do better. That's all I got to tell y'all. Y'all just, y'all just need to do better with your mindset. I don't give a fuck about me being from Detroit. You got you to gotta support Detroit teams. Well, I don't have to support what the fuck you support, bitch nigga. I ain't got to support shit. Not no fucking losers. The Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, I'm with y'all. But the Lions, I'm never going to support y'all. Even if y'all start winning, I'm not hopping on the bandwagon. Never, ever, 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 ever. Y'all talk about this Super Bowl this and Super Bowl that. Y'all never been to a Super Bowl. (laughs) Closest we got was 1991, and that was the, what, NFC Championship game where we got our ass kicked while Barry Sanders out there by himself and was out there by himself for many years. We had to survive the Matt Millinery. Y'all remember that? Oh, man. Joey Harrington. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's move on to number two. Number two. Oh, boy. LeBron James fans. Oh, my God. This is the problem that I have. Y'all never acknowledge that this man has lost six, six finals. Y'all always want to acknowledge all of the good but never the bad and the ugly. The one thing I can give y'all is y'all do it now is the 2011 NBA Finals. I do. I I, I do. Um. Y'all, y'all do acknowledge that you fuck that he fucked up Dwayne Wade's Finals MVP. <laughs> Cause that nigga was on a tear, and he fucked the momentum up, man. Yeah, but anyway, right? Um. Y'all, I understand that LeBron James is the most popular player of the era. So he's going to have a fan base and a group of people, especially the people that grew up and only saw LeBron James dominating. The consensus will be that he will be the greatest player. We've never seen a player with this type of longevity and durability. I acknowledge he's a top 10 great basketball player ever but my question is when did he become number two to Jordan and then you got whole media people being paid by clutch sports to say negative things about other basketball players in order to make LeBron James look better y'all could deny that all you want to I may not have the proof but we all know what's going on but y'all also felt, and then y'all, these LeBron fans bought in that Bill Russell has 11 rings. Robert Ory's got seven rings. Is he the GOAT? Y'all are responsible for this. And then y'all also responsible for the respect, the disrespect that Kobe Bryant got. And y'all put him number two to Jordan with six finals losses. I never understood that. And a few of those finals that he lost, he could have won. He could have won a few of those finals. Not going to hold y'all. They could have won the 2014 finals. Y'all won the 2013 finals against that same team. 
And then also, they could have won the 2011 finals. Maybe even the 2015 finals. Because LeBron was the only one with championship experience and a champion, a couple championships already. My then my million dollar question is, you know, some people don't think that he's past Bird. In my opinion, I think he is. He he, he uh, passed him. But who's the better basketball player is a great argument. Um. Then also, when did LeBron pass? Tim Duncan. That's what I want to know. Now, LeBron and Shaq, that's arguable. LeBron and Wilt, that could be argued. When did LeBron pass Bill Russell? Even though that could be an argument as well. When did LeBron pass Magic Johnson? LeBron's not better than Magic. When did he pass Kobe Bryant? Kobe has beaten teams that LeBron couldn't beat. You know, a lot of people will say, well, LeBron has them in every category. Well, LeBron has never suffered many major injuries like Kobe. Kobe played through multiple major injuries to fingers, to legs, to Achilles. LeBron didn't start suffering injuries until later on. We can have this Kobe and LeBron argument all night if you want to, but I'm not trying to drag this fucking show around. When did LeBron get onto Jordan's level? A person who has never lost an NBA Finals. LeBron fans always like to argue, Jordan lost too. We acknowledge that. But when he got there, he never lost. I've never seen excuses made for a basketball player like LeBron James. Never in the history has any athlete gotten this many passes. There are arguments all over. I've never had arguments about basketball players until this nigga came into existence. LeBron is one of the most overprivileged basketball players ever. He's the most overprivileged basketball player of all time. This man, these niggas, these reporters, these franchises meet at this man hand and foot. They do everything he says. I've never seen an athlete demand so much and get what he wants and lose. And get passes for it. I've never seen it. The LeBron fanboyisms is a disease. A mental disease. Let's move on to number one. Number one is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah, y'all thought LeBron was going to be number one. Oh, no, 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 big baby. The Cowboys fans... They think every year they're going to win. And there's one thing I agree with Stephen A on. They are an accident waiting to happen. Because guess what? Dak Prescott's already hurt. That franchise lives off that 90s era so much, man. They live 
off of those championships that they won. Then they, how many they won? Like three, three championships. How many, how many rings the Cowboys got? So I'm not that deep into the football shit, but I do know that the Cowboys fans are the most irritating fan base that I've ever seen. Okay, they got five Super Bowl rings, 71, 77, 92, 93, 95. So they haven't won a championship since 1995. They are the New York Knicks of the NFL. They are so stuck in the past. And Skip Bayless is fucking adoring. And he is a part of the major reason why the Cowboys fans are so fucking horrible. I could go on and on all day about it, but that's my show. This is King Known Uncensored Top 10. Worst fan bases, in my opinion, and I'm out of here.